Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Patrick and Mark will do a podcast for you, but you gotta buy a new couch first. We're talking Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going really good. Mm, yes, going really good. Really we- well. Mm, I do oh that boy. every week, and every week I'm like, gotta fix it. So mm-hmm. this is the week I'm working to improve myself. Right, because good, as we all know, is an adjective and not an adverb. Right. Mark, you cannot be doing good. Well, you, I guess you, you can, can be, be doing, doing good, good, right? But that means that you're like doing good deeds. Yeah, which I am. <laughs> but that's not what I meant. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Mark always, always up to some good deeds. I'm doing good and well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're here to talk about Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Um, I have to check myself every time to make sure I'm saying the name of this game correctly. Right. We won't even. We won't even say the other thing that we sometimes call it in right. case we, in case we slip into it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But pocket we, camp. Look me in the eyes. Let's say it. Okay. Here we go. Pocket, pocket camp. camp. Pocket, pocket camp. Camp. It's very tempting. It's it's hard. It's very tempting to yeah. say to say the wrong one. Uh huh. Um. But uh, if you're bound to have some experience with this game, so we would love to uh, have everyone else's feedback. We are going to be including our uh friend codes in uh the episode description here um so let's all be friends let's be animal friends uh and and all of that um but uh your impressions of the game should be typed up into a neat little email and sent to nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com so we can talk about it on the show or take advantage of the expansive 280 characters allowed for you on twitter whoa whoa. and tweet at us we are at nincart society or if you want to head on over to the Facebook Facebook page, fake book, the fake book page. Are you? I'm sorry. Are you writing a comic that's uh, trying to comment on modern things but can't use the actual name of the company? Oh, interesting. I was thinking that uh, I was trying to combine Facebook and fake news into <laughs> one thing and just call it fake. Oh book. yeah, fake book. Mm. Get your facts straight, fake book. Yeah, mom. <laughs> Moms are active on Facebook, right? Yeah, and Facebook is, we're raising us. That's right. Uh, what was I driving at here? What was the point? <laughs> oh, send us your feedback of Pocket Camp, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Right. Uh, on, on the Facebook, we are just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, but that's, that's a, as good a pivot point as any. Let's start talking about this game. This thing was kind of a surprise. Yeah, yeah. We knew that it was like it was lurking in a nebulous late November release date. Nebulous November. And yes, when this episode comes out, we will be the last day of November. Mm-hmm. So we knew it was gonna have to come out before today. Right. Um on Monday, Nintendo was like, oh, maybe it was Sunday night. They were like, game's gonna come out on Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving. We were all like, cool. And then on Tuesday it was like there it was just there <laughs> and we could download it 
what's going on with the mobile release strategy for uh, Nintendo's games here? Do you, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but do you think it matters? Do you think it matters for mobile, like to have like a hard street date, like it does for other games? I mean, it, I I I don't know. I, they they stuck really hard to um, the Mario Run release date, and I remember that being like a day that I like counted down to. But also like. Fire Emblem Warriors, I remember that being sort of like a soft thing. And well, it was also, Fire Emblem Warriors was weird because at the direct, heroes. it was like, heroes. oh, Heroes, heroes. was My weird mom. because it was coming, uh, in the direct, it was like coming to Android first and then later on iOS in spring. And then it was like, j- like five minutes after the direct, yeah. it was like, JK. just kidding. <laughs> Simultaneous release. <laughs> uh, and, and this game has been available in uh, Australia for the last like month or so. Um, so, I mean, and it's easy enough to set your phone uh, as, you know, to go into the, um, iTunes store, um, or the Apple store and, uh, you know, buy it, uh, under the Australian store. Um, so I know that some people have been doing that. So it's been sort of a soft, uh, launch anyway. So I guess, yeah, maybe, maybe it doesn't matter if it comes out on Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know. And I, this is based on no information, but I feel like mobile titles are built more on like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. right and like what your friends are playing versus the hype of like a blockbuster game sure well and also there's no especially for a game like this there is no immediate buy-in so like there's no you know day one you're not making your money on the front end you're making your money like throughout the course of people playing right it. it's not like a movie or you know where like day one sales are super important right it's the long tail right 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 uh so we both uh picked up this game because it's fun and free and cute and Animal Crossing, and we do a show about Nintendo. <laughs> so, uh, so, Mark, you're a big Animal Crossing fan, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you would you would describe yourself as like a big booster. Well, what what did you first? What was your first Animal Crossing game? Wild World. So the DS one was mm-hmm. my first Animal Crossing game, and then I uh, City Folk was that the Wii the one? Wii one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I received that as a gift. Hated it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For some reason, it's a and then, of course, picked up New Leaf mm-hmm. uh, rather recently. You can go back and listen to me talk about it. Yeah, I think we both got into New Leaf right around the time that the, um, the Welcome expansion Amiibo mm-hmm. came out. Um, but I don't know. It's a it's a game that seems to be perfect for like mobile platforms, handheld systems. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I am a really big fan of Animal Crossing and was excited to see what it looked like on mobile. Uh, so let's talk about that. What does it look like on mobile? So how do you want to approach this? Do we want to talk about how it, um, differs from our expectations of an Animal Crossing game or like how it kind of, uh, fares as a mobile title? Cause I feel like it is, it's interesting in both those ways, right? Yeah. That like, so let's talk about it in terms of, uh, of an Animal Crossing game. Um, it, the, it's obviously like more limited in features, right? Um, you can, uh, everything's very transactional, right? Like, uh, and I I know this is true of all Animal Crossing games, uh, that you are trying to do things or buy things for people or to impress people or whatever. Um, and everyone's like super materialistic, all these animals that you run into that are adorable, but they all want what they want. Right. Um, and the whole game is about like amassing wealth and things. Well, okay. So that's. I I that's one way to play it. Yes. For sure. And so but that's not how I've I play Animal Crossing. Sure. In general. So 
Uh, because Animal Crossing in past incarnations have been is a much more laid back game. It's not so transactional based, or doesn't have to be as transactional based sure. as uh Pocket Camp. Pocket Camp. As Pocket Camp is. Um, so the things I enjoy doing in Animal Crossing are like planting flowers, uh-huh. you know, uh, going fishing, digging for fossils and building up your museum. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't bother that much with trying to buy a bigger house and paying off Tom Nook. I don't bother that much. You know, like I send gifts to Mark's comfortable in debt. <laughs> I send gifts to, you know, like the neighbors and I like want to interact with all of them, but and I will buy things that I like and think are cool. But for me, I don't play the game like my goal is not to acquire as many things as possible. Mm-hmm. And as a mobile title, like you mentioned, I think this game is very transaction based. Everything is a transaction yeah. and that really turned me off of it initially. Right. Yeah, cuz I mean basically the the way the game works, you know, you are still like collecting things, right? You're still like finding fruit or insects or fishing or you know whatever. Um but it seems like all of the all of that is being done in the name of um giving those things to the animal friends to raise your friendship level with them. And then uh, eventually buying things, crafting things, so that they will visit your campsite. Um, and then as you do that, as more animals visit your campsite, your level goes up and you have access to more little areas for you to visit, which in turn brings more animals back to your campsite. Um, and that's, that's, the, that's the gameplay loop on this. Um, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily find um, any of the like resource gathering to be super fun right like um going around and like shaking a tree to uh, pull the pull the fruit off of it or whatever um i don't know it's not it's not a super exciting way to engage with a game um and you know when i find myself doing that so i can bring an animal back to my uh campsite <laughs> realize that sounds creepy <laughs> trying to bring an animal back to my campsite um yeah, I, I, I don't know. The game is cute, but I don't know if I'm feeling like the magic of it just yet. Yeah, well, and one interesting thing that it does is it makes like the RPG elements that I guess were always in the background of the game mm-hmm. and brings them very much to the forefront to this idea of like leveling up your friendship levels. So in an Animal Crossing game uh, before this, when you interact with animals, I'm sure in the code somewhere, the game is taking into account like how often when you are visiting them yeah right and that like encourages the uh your that animal to stay in the town mm-hmm. and not like all that kind of stuff and friendship levels all of that was taking place in the background there were ramifications like if you didn't visit somebody very often they might decide they want to move out of the town mm-hmm. um but animal crossing pocket camp like brings that all to the forefront Right, you and shows it to you. There's a literal representation, mm-hmm. a little heart of, that fills up, uh huh, yeah. of like your friendship level, and uh, again, I think it's all a very like smart way to uh like game uh, gamify Animal Crossing, basically, like turn or like all or to <laughs> the game needs to be gamified, uh, yeah, or yeah. to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like almost like, like uh, it quantifies it or like makes it measurable. 
Right, yeah. which is a really smart way to make it into a mobile game. Yes. Right, because mobile a lot of mobile games are built on this idea of, yeah, just like forward progression, mm-hmm. um, acquiring new things, that like element of randomness and luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And like, it's very easy to, you know, we, you've got uh, like the, the heart levels and you can see, you know, obviously like how your friendship is doing, but also like when you're like, okay, I want to, I want to get Cherry to come to my campsite. You can, it's very easy to see uh, she'll come, but she needs these four pieces of furniture. Uh, and then you can just like go about crafting them. However, however you need to, like it, it's all, um, there's a very like transparent and obvious like list of things you need to accomplish uh, in order to achieve those goals, um, which like, I don't I, I almost wish, and I'm sure I would also be frustrated by it, but I almost wish that that stuff were kept more invisible and you would just have to like sort of decide like, Oh, maybe she would like this thing. Cause it's cool. And she's cool. Or like it's red and she's red. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it feels a little a little checklisty for me. Yeah, it, it totally is, and that does kind of remove some of the magic of what Animal Crossing is. But I think I had to divorce myself from like considering this an Animal Crossing game, mm-hmm. and it's a Animal Crossing like like it's like a spinoff basically. Yeah, right. So, um, which I mean, in that way, makes it very similar to uh, Fire Emblem uh, that Heroes is a fire emblem like game it's not really it has a lot of the same mechanics it's just not exactly the same i do think that this game is their best is nintendo's best effort at like um really easing you into Mm -hmm. the game and also easing you into like it's paced very well easing you into this idea of microtransactions yeah because the game is very like um generous up front yes you it's, get you get a lot easy of leaf to level tickets, up yeah. characters, you know, like all that kind of stuff, and then, um, but they get you to spend all your leaf tickets so you can get uh, KK Slider to come to your campsite. You've right. spent two hundred and fifty leaf tickets, but it's worth it. But it's worth it because it's KK Slider. <laughs> um, but you know, like uh, the first few levels for any animal are really easy. It's like one pair, one yeah. app, you know, and uh, and so you're playing, and then you kind of hit a wall you know that is in any mobile game with Mm -hmm. this kind of like microtransaction monetary uh, monetization Mm -hmm. where you hit a wall where you're like oh i'm either gonna have to wait a really long time to try to gather all this stuff or i could just spend 99 cents and you know like get a bunch of tickets get a bunch of tickets and do it right now uh let me ask you this have you spent any money on pocket camp yeah. I I haven't spent any money on Pocket Camp, and in general, I don't spend a lot of money on uh these like microtransactions. Yeah, and for a while that was kind of like based on principle, where I was like, oh, I don't, uh, that's yeah, not how I want to like reward, mm-hmm. uh, companies. There's there's a little bit of like you're not gonna get me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, you're not gonna trick me. On the, but, I won't be fooled. But on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, I, I have already put, I don't know, like four, or maybe like three hours into this game. Yeah, all told. So why wouldn't I just throw? Why wouldn't I give ninety nine cents to yeah. a developer? You know, for like a game that I'm enjoying and I am playing. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a good question and like a weird like philosophical question of like, obviously these kinds of games aren't going away, right? Like microtransactions in games are, especially on mobile, like are going to exist. And if you're playing the game already, why not reward good game design with a couple bucks? Especially with for something like this, where it's not the gacha of Fire Emblem mm-hmm. Heroes or any or uh, like loot boxes in Battlefront Two or anything like that. Like you, like actually, I guess I don't know if the loot boxes in Battlefront Two were randomized, but there's no randomization here. Here's it's the like, thing: you know what you're buying. We've done such a good job of not talking about Battlefront Two. <laughs> When I feel like every other video game show on the internet has been talking about Battlefront 2 forever. I know. How lucky we are that they did not put it on a Nintendo platform. Very lucky. Because then we would have to talk about it. (laughs) But no, I I totally agree that um, the lack of randomization that all you're doing is um, uh, speeding things up. um, Or spending your your leaf tickets on a, a known quantity. Um, that makes it feel a lot less bad. And actually, um, you know, that's how uh, a game like um, Simpsons Tapped Out uh, worked, you know, where uh, there's a very real, like, just one for one, you know what you're buying uh, when when you start throwing down actual money. So, I ha- so, yeah, so I haven't spent any money on it. And I don't know, honestly, that I will play long enough where I feel the need to. Mm-hmm. But I also don't feel, I wouldn't feel bad mm-hmm. if I did. Because yeah. I think it's a good game. I think as far as Nintendo's mobile games thus far have gone, it is, or have been, it is by far my favorite. Like, I think uh, presentationally oh, is yeah. the best. I think, um, yeah, I just in general, I think it's like the smoothest experience, the most fun that I've had with one of these mobile games, even more than Mario Run. Wow. Um, I've put so many hours into Mario Run. Um and I know I will never get that close with probably any other mobile game that they put out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a hard time like forcing myself back to it. Um, and I think once I can get myself into like a rhythm of like, Oh, I should go and check, you know, check my, my campsite or check what the animals are up to or whatever, um, that it will be rewarding. I just haven't, for whatever reason, it hasn't totally clicked with me, uh, as like a thing that I need to, or can like come back to and and really enjoy. Um, have you gotten to uh, much um, like character customization or like getting outfits and glasses and hats and stuff? One thing that I think was I've bought a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and I honestly can't remember if this was in the other game. So if somebody knows, please let me know. But one thing I noticed in this game is like even though my uh, villager is, I chose like the. Uh, boy form Mm -hmm. like i can buy and wear dresses i've been doing that all the time (laughs) i love it yeah and i i I think that's cool my memory of it and i could be wrong is that in the other versions of the game it's very binary yeah it's like there's boys clothes and there's girls clothes but i uh and that doesn't seem to be the case here but again i could be wrong right that could have been something that has always been in the series but no i i haven't really even customized my van very much outside of like yeah. the first customization you get for free and i did expand it um and again that's another one where it's like they are really smart at the way they meter it out because like the first expansion is like ten thousand bells and bells are not that hard to come by but like no you're for, swimming in bells yeah, yeah so you can pay off your bell like your uh loan mm-hmm. from okay motors like the first one really quickly 
but the second like you know it gets like steeper and steeper yeah um which is uh like i i feel like that's a pretty big change from previous animal crossings right where you always feel like you have this crushing debt from tom nook that you will never work your way out from uh, under right but i think that's again like um that's to ease you into right the idea and then once you get the second or third upgrade then you are kind of in debt to the okay motors guys i will i i also think that okay motors is just a great expansion of the animal crossing world yeah. like uh part of the fun of animal crossing is just the aesthetics and like the cute character design and okay the okay motor guys are really fun yeah agreed and um apollo is new in this right the the eagle yeah i think so um i love that character um that like you were saying most of like the value of an animal crossing game comes in just like how charming and like simple and fun and enjoyable the the animal characters are and I feel like Apollo is a perfect fit in this world. Um, and like everyone else, uh, it's it's a delight to just like run into them. And, you know, you get a little bit of like friendship level for just like being like, hey, tell me a story or like, hey, talk to me. And in that way, I think they really captured that aspect of what makes Animal Crossing so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I just I I like the characters a lot. Did uh, you co- choose cool, sporty? Oh yeah, nature. Like, what did you natural? Like, what did you choose for uh, your aesthetic? Uh, I chose cool. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> got got to choose cool. What what did you do? I did natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you know how you can build, um, what do they call them? Like camps? Like uh, the the York your like encampment or yeah like yeah um whatever that is encampment is right (laughs) (laughs) i did like the attractions yeah maybe it's attractions uh but basically like you have to have enough like cool uh potion or like powder or whatever that stuff is essence of essence of cool in order to build one the only one i had enough essence of was cool Mm. so it's like a natural campsite with uh like a a black teepee that has flames on the side and oh, a motorcycle yeah. poked, parked out front. <laughs> Super cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder how, um, you know, uh, Animal Crossing games uh, always, like, show their um, their depth or, like, their value sort of, like, in the late game, right? Where, like, you've been playing it forever and there's still new stuff that you're encountering. Um, I wonder how deep this play experience is yeah like, it'll be yeah i totally agree i was uh because we're only in the first couple of weeks of it or like month and mm-hmm. um like animal crossing it takes into account what time of day it is where you're located but i'm interested to see again part of the fun of animal crossing is seeing your village in winter and seeing your village in summer and you know like the changes in the music is different yeah and to see that captured in a mobile app i think will be really interesting um, I also really like that, um, you know, I have not been playing this game a ton, uh, but I, people are very eager uh, to share um, their experiences with this game. And because it's just on your phone, it's super easy to take a screen grab and then post it to Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Um, so it feels like a very social experience, even though, you know, I mean, like you can visit each other's campsites and give kudos and whatever. Um but I feel like as a passive experience, you don't even have to be playing this thing to sort of get the social component of the game, which I think is cool. Speaking of the social aspect, like mm-hmm. one thing I game- think this game does really well is you will go to the different areas and they are all like different like climates, I guess, or t- like 
temperate zones. There's like a beach one and yeah. a you know forest one, and there's different items and things that you'll find there, and different activities you can do, mm-hmm. uh, and a different animal friend that you will encounter. And but also there will just be a player, yep. somebody else, uh, some another villager will be visiting that area as well. Sometimes it's a friend of yours. Sometimes it's a Japanese person. <laughs> and, in, you know, it's super easy to make friends with them. Mm-hmm. You can visit their sites. You can do, uh, you can give them kudos. They can visit your site, give you kudos. And I obviously Nintendo feels more free to do this because there's no way to actually like interact. Yeah. You know, like no can, way to like communicate freely. You can't freely. message them. You can't mm-hmm. like troll somebody. Right. And uh, can't send pictures of things. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but it just makes it more fun, especially because one of the areas, like the quarry, is the way that you access it is by getting like five friends to like help you out uh-huh. by, which just means that they like click a button that says like I'm lending a hand, right? Or I you have help. to, or you can also spend I don't know I think it's like 150 leaf tickets or something like that to get there. But uh, just like removing that friction, even though they're strangers of friend codes, and I've been able to like build my friend list because. It, you encounter somebody it's like why not invite this person to be my friend yeah i mean when that's what the whole game is about is about just like having friends and being able to see each other's campsites and stuff but yeah it's um all of the like customization of the game it i feel like it does a good job of letting you be like to make aesthetic choices without being like vulnerable or like really you're not really expressing yourself necessarily right but like you do get to make some like choices that mean something and like i don't know it it does feel meaningful to have like a cool campsite or a natural campsite <laughs> or whatever um and have some fun animal friends around the other thing i'm like finding with this game is that it's not one that i just want to like sit and play for hours yeah i mean and you kind of can't do that cuz there's cooldowns for fruit and like different things like that mhm but um i so when i initially played it i i kind of felt like the transactional nature of it was really crass Mm -hmm. and so i didn't want to play it but i was like i guess i need to keep experiencing it so we could talk about it here and i have found it to be the perfect game where it's like i'm watching tv or doing something else and then just kind of like sitting there just fiddling with it like picking up fruit yeah. It's, I'm less actively engaged with it, but that's a more enjoyable way for me to play this. Right. It does feel like it's 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 not quite the like pick up and play for like a minute and then put it down. Um but also not really like a sit down and play for an hour. Like I feel like the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle of like play for 20 minutes while doing something else. Well, like when you're playing Mario Run or even my experience with uh, my limited experience with Fire Emblem Heroes was like you have to actively engage with those games. You can't. Yeah. You kind of have to be focused on Mario Run. Yeah, and you know, same with Fire Emblem. But with this, I didn't really have to pay all that much attention. I found it much in that way. It was like an Animal Crossing game where I found it much more relaxing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like there's no timer. There's no. Um, yeah, it's a consequence. There's no pressure. Yeah. yeah, so it's like I c- I could be playing for a while and then set it down and come back to it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Speaking of which, it'll be interesting to see how this game handles leaving, like not playing for a long time and then coming back and playing. Like, yeah, are the campers mad at you? Like right, they for are not being when around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like are they are when you abandon your village or 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It it is so interesting that like an Animal Crossing game like exists in real time uh and you know most other animal crossing games i feel like people well you know when the game comes out people uh change the clocks on their systems and like see the other times of year see holidays whatever um but that's all stuff we're gonna have to experience in real time as we get to them because these things are always connected to uh the internet yeah and this this game has the um possibility of just being of just getting better Yes. Right, because we don't know in the in regular Animal Crossing games, there are different festivals right. that you can attend, and they happen at certain times. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, like if they're able to incorporate that into the mobile version. Yeah, where yeah. you know we have the holidays coming up, we have New Year's coming up. It'll be interesting to see if they do festivals in game and what that looks like and what it means. Yeah, and if they change from year to year, like you know, we obviously the uh, uh, New Leaf had a little bit of an update. Um, with Welcome Amiibo, um, but you know this is a mobile game. It can and should and likely will be updated regularly, um, which is sort of become Nintendo standard, right? Like we in our uh, Tuesday episode talked about you know new updates to Splatoon, and the week before that we talked about new updates to Arms, um, and this is just something that uh, like this is like the Nintendo ecosystem now, um, which makes it feel less weird for this thing to be on phones and like have that sort of uh update like constant update structure and i wonder if they will build any interaction between like a potential switch animal crossing game mm-hmm. you know because you've potentially done all this work in pocket camp and built up like all this inventory and this character and it's not your home Right, right. You are visit. You're you're like managing this campsite, and you mm-hmm. have a camper. But it would be. I wonder if in the future you'll be able to just like drive your camper into the new town. Yeah, right on and switch. Then move and, on over to the switch. Yeah, yeah, and, that would be cool. It's also. Uh, I mean, I guess we uh, have seen these characters in like HD on um, the Wii U that uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Um, game which <laughs> it's, it's like a board game that plays itself um but it's it's cool to see all these characters looking as like sharp and real and cool as they do on an iphone screen um because you know love my 3ds but like everything on that screen appears a, a little bit washed out and and all of that so it, it gets me excited um more for not really to come back and play it on the phone but uh, for whatever whatever comes next, whatever form that is, that will hopefully hopefully be a little bit more, uh, you know, laid back and more just like building up your your town and like your role in whatever village. I do think of all the Nintendo mobile games that have come out so far, this is the one that I could see myself returning to, uh, frequently and like yeah. in the future. Um, like I could see myself just absentmindedly playing this a year from now in a way that I don't see that for the other ones. You know, it took like the big Remix 10 update for me to right open up Super Mario Run. And even that was only for like a week that we were talking about it. And then it's like, okay, now, it, now it's time to put it away. Like as soon as I got Daisy, I was like, okay, I don't need to. I yeah, there wasn't really anymore. anything yeah. else there. But this game, it just, uh, it feels different in that regard. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, uh, very successful for what it wants to do yeah um we obviously it's it's too early to there's no information about um if people are buying stuff in it or what but just from like a a cursory glance of 
like my Twitter feed, it seems like a lot of people are playing this and having fun with it and, you know, sharing friend codes and stuff like that. So uh, let's all be Animal Crossing friends. Yeah, definitely. Uh, All right. Uh, That's going to close up our discussion of Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Which in turn does it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, If you like the episode, please share, rate, review on uh, Apple Podcasts. um, And, you know, tweet at us and email us. All that stuff is great. We are at Nincart Society. The email address is Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. All of that is great. We love interacting with uh, all of you. And, uh, you know, now we have another platform on which to do it, which is Animal Crossing pocket camp uh that's it if you like uh mark and mine's opinions on stuff we write about comics on retconpunch.com uh we olivia duncan made her logo our theme music is provided by ape betty you can check out more of his music by going to ape or by listening right now for my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick ellers saying thanks for listening Network.